0: It's the Friday before Labor Day weekend, and the Boston Bruins will soon be getting back to work in preparation for a new season. As the summer comes to an end, a bunch of you have some questions about this team, and I'm going to do my best to answer them on today's episode of Locked On, Boston Bruins. So let's get into it. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up Bruins fans and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host Ian McLaren and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So if you're an Apple user, Spotify, whatever podcast app you use, open it up, hit that subscribe button right now. You can also do so on YouTube as the podcast for about the last 10 months has been available on the Locked On Boston Bruins channel there as well. On social media, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, as I mentioned off the top, I put out a call for some mailbag questions. And you all responded with some great ones. I'm going to do my best to answer them on today's show. The first question came in via Instagram. Eric McGee asked the player you're most excited to watch this season. For him, it's a full season of Hampus Lindholm. Great choice. I uh, was very encouraged by Lindholm's performance. With the Boston Bruins down the stretch with an injury set back in there which was unfortunate but I too am excited to see uh, him full season with the Bruins and he'll basically be the team's number one defenseman out of training camp with Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzlick shelved to begin the season for me the player I'm most excited to watch this season Probably David Krejci, to be honest. You know, I very much, very much, very much missed him last season. Uh, it was disappointing to not be able to watch him play with Taylor Hall, who he had great chemistry with, at the end of the previous season, and a guy like David Pasternak, who has bumped down to the second line. David Krejci has long been One of my favorite Boston Bruins. I think he doesn't get the love, the credit that he deserves as one of the key cogs in their successful run since, what, like 2009 when it began uh, with that loss to the Carolina Hurricanes? 2010, they lost to the Flyers in part because of an injury suffered by. Krejci in Game 4 of that series, if he was still in the lineup, chances are they don't blow that series lead. And then, time after time, he's just a beast in the playoffs. So, David Krejci alongside Taylor Hall, David Pasternak, uh, I am extremely excited uh, to see that trio in effect and to get at least one more season from David Krejci, who looked quite good at the World Championship with David Pasternak, and who I know can and will still be a contributing member of the Boston Bruins. Next question comes from Cassidy, at Photo Cassidy on Twitter. They ask, what day does camp start? What can we expect from training camp? Who, without a roster spot, was invited? Do we expect anyone to break into the lineup? bunch of great questions there. I do not know exactly what day training camp will start. Last year, I think it was September 22nd. We can expect it to begin sometime that week. There's a prospects tournament that takes place the weekend of the 17th, 18th in uh, Buffalo that the Bruins will be taking part in. So I would expect training camp to begin sometime You know, guys will gather for some informal skates, perhaps the week before that. But I expect training camp to officially begin probably on the 20th. I believe their first exhibition game is Saturday the 24th. Now, in terms of what we can expect from training camp, you know, I don't think there will be many surprises, to be honest. The lineup is pretty much set. And the biggest questions will be, who won't make the lineup out of the veterans making up the bottom six? Where's Nick Felino going to slot in? Uh, will Craig Smith still be around? Can Trent Frederick, John Beecher make an impact? The lineup is pretty much set. There might be some competition for some of those bottom spots with all the injuries, but basically what we can expect is Jim Montgomery coming in and instituting his system, his way of doing things, and uh, yeah, just trying to get on the same page ahead of the regular season opener. Uh, The Bruins do have one invite. mentioned the other day that we know of so far that's kelty jerry leon he played in the echl and the uh, ahl last season after a pretty good career in the whl in terms of additional ptos stuff like that we'll have to see here in the next couple weeks do we expect anyone to break into the lineup one player that I could see breaking into the lineup is Fabian Lysel. If he comes in and has a strong camp, I could really see him uh, getting a look early on this season. And uh, I guess an outside chance that John Beecher could. Um, I don't know if anybody on defense really has a shot. Maybe Jack Ashon, uh could break into the lineup as well with the injuries to begin the season. Like I said before, I still wouldn't mind seeing a guy like P.K. Subban being invited to training camp and given a shot to add to the depth on the right side. Before we get to some other questions, a quick word about Bet Online, your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf, and of course, NHL and NBA when their seasons get underway. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts all right let's move along and answer some more questions here today next one comes in from at waba plays on twitter will the bruins bring lucic back and go full 2010 of course referring to bringing bergeron back bringing Krejci back I know there is a large portion of the fan base that would love to see Milan Lucic back in black and gold, but there's a couple uh, prohibitive elements that won't make that happen. First of all, he's on the final year of a $6 million contract. The Bruins, quite simply, do not have the space to make that work. The Flames would have to retain a large portion of that deal. Lucic also has a modified no-trade clause, no-move clause. From July 1st of this year to June 30th of next year, uh, he has a list of 10 teams he can be traded to. You'd expect that Boston would be one of those teams, so that probably isn't the issue. It's more his uh, salary and his cap hit for this season, which uh, he has a $6 million salary, AAV of $6 million for this season. The Bruins, of course, have a cap crunch of their own. And uh, it would take some maneuvering to make that work. They already have to potentially shed some cap space in order to fit in Krejci and Bergeron's contracts without suffering an overage for next season. And they already kind of have their Milan Lucic-type player in the lineup in Nick Foligno. A guy who can bring some physicality, who can uh, drop the gloves at times, who's already making $3.8 million with not a significant return in terms of offense. Last year, only two goals, 11 assists for 13 points in 64 games. Lucic might have a bit more pop to his game at this point in terms of scoring as well as physicality. He had 10 goals, 21 points last season, and a full 82 games. Uh, so if you could do a one for one swap with Calgary retaining some some uh salary then maybe but Felino also has uh protection on his contract and he has a 16-team no-trade list, so the Bruins would have to ask him what his no-trade list would be, and if Calgary's on there, maybe they can make it work, but those are a lot of ifs. Um, again, I might be one who would be a fan of seeing Lucic on a fourth-line role from the Boston Bruins, just for the fun of it. You could argue he's an upgrade over... Nick Foligno, the salaries at the moment don't match up unless there's some retention on Calgary's part. And uh, I don't really know if the Bruins have an appetite to make that work. Anyways, Jim Montgomery saying Nick Foligno is going to be leaned on as a leader in the fourth line um, or third line, perhaps. Um, Leading on the bench, in the locker room, and ideally by example, on the ice, and, uh, I mean, there's really nowhere else to go but up for Nick Fellino's game with the Boston Bruins, two goals, uh, hopefully he matches that in October, and everything else is a bonus. The Footline Rain, who is a frequent YouTube commenter, very much appreciate that, Asks about uh, the Bruins' third goalie situation and what we know about Keith Kincaid, who was signed contract this past uh, July. Kincaid signed to a $750,000 contract for one year. Keith Kincaid, undrafted goaltender who spent most of his NHL career with. The New Jersey Devils most recently appeared in one game last season for the New York Rangers. Uh, he played for the Hartford Wolf Pack in 2021 22, 37 appearances, a 904 save percentage. Career NHL appearances 167 games, 905 save percentage. Now the Bruins have a capable goaltending tandem in Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark. If one of those guys were to get injured, the other would immediately be installed as your kind of everyday starter or three out of every four games, four out of every five games. Kincaid, you would think, would be called up to serve as backup, maybe make a spot start here and there the other uh options are 23 year old Kyle Kieser and 24 year old Brandon Bussey neither of whom have any NHL experience so Kincaid kind of brought in as a buffer there and if they have to rely on him for any length of time this season say if both goalies are injured that could be a problem and the Bruins would have to look Elsewhere potentially for some help But he's an established veteran at the NHL level can come in at a pinch and um, Yeah, you know he's as I Don't want to say as good a third goalie as is out there, but he's a he's a decent veteran option who the Bruins Could turn to in a pinch, but hopefully it does not uh, come to that. Got a couple other questions about expectations for this upcoming season. But first, a quick word about the NHTSA Drive High Get a DUI program. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen, right? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Well, wrong. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself, it's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, and get a DUI. Thanks again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. For your second listen, go check out the ultimate pro football preview for 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team of experts from Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting egg angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, combines into an ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got a question here from @buzzopolis, who's a co-worker of mine. Chris, what's up? Enjoy your day off today at the cottage. You stinker. He asks, how far ahead of Boston does Ottawa end up in the standings? Sunglasses emoji. Well, Chris, it's not happening. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Uh, The Ottawa Senators, a very buzzworthy team this offseason, adding Alex DeBrinkett, adding Claude Giroux, adding Cam Talbot in net. They are much improved. Still some questions for me on the blue line. And Not quite good enough, I don't think, to enter into the top four in the Atlantic Division. Keep in mind, there's still some questions about a key player in Drake Batherson, his involvement in the 2018 Hockey Canada sexual assault investigation, as well as Alex Fermentin. Uh, If those two guys are suspended for... Any role they may have had in that situation, that obviously hurts the Ottawa Senators. So that's something to keep in mind as well. I do think the Senators are much improved. And I, for one, in one of my fantasy keeper leagues, am banking on Ottawa being improved as I have both Cam Talbot and Anton Forsberg. I had a bit of bad luck recently with Robin Leonard, who I had on my team, and Carey Price, both being ruled out for this upcoming season. So I had to scramble a bit and uh, had to part ways with Evgeny Malkin in order to secure uh, those two, that pairing. also have Jeremy Swaven in the mix, so I feel a bit better about things as of right now. But um, yeah, I do think they'll be better. I do still think there's some questions on the blue line. Maybe if they can trade for Jacob Trickgren, that would help but um i don't know if they're better than boston better than toronto or tampa i could see florida coming down i could see ottawa ending up higher in the standings than the panthers um i think that will be the team that you'll see i could see it being toronto tampa boston ottawa florida Detroit. That's my hot take of the day. Finally, Amanda McChicken at AMACDZ, just a fantastic Twitter name and handle all around, asks, am I crazy for expecting the Bruins to be much better than they are projected to be given the return of Bergeron and Krejci? I seriously think they're going to light it up with that second line, but not seeing as much hype in the NHL projections. I agree. A lot of people are down on the Boston Bruins. Uh, They see them as aged. If you're relying on Bergeron and Krejci at their advanced stages, then perhaps it's not a recipe for success. But let me let you in on a secret. They're still really good. Like, really, really good. Bergeron won the Selkie Trophy last season. David Krejci lit up the world championships and he's going to look really good on a line with taylor hall and david they their top six once brad marchand is back and if jake DeBrusk is indeed a consistent scorer for this team that's really really good there's some question marks about the bottom six um Maybe on defense without Charlie McAvoy, certainly. But their goaltending tandem is pretty good as well. And they push each other to be their best every night and can help withstand those injuries on defense. The sexy picks are the Red Wings. The Senators. The Devils. The Blue Jackets. But I really think that... The Bruins, maybe they don't deserve to be hyped per se, but they don't deserve to be um, disrespected, let's say. I think they should firmly be pegged as a playoff team. And, you know, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Those of you who have listened to the podcast a lot will know that. But uh, I just don't see any reason to doubt this team this season. Yeah, there's, they're not a perfect team. There's some holes. There's some question marks. But they're better than last season, arguably, when healthy, when everybody's healthy. Uh, you know, Zaka over Hala is an improvement. Karachi back in the mix is a huge improvement at second-line center. And... They'll need some guys to step up for sure, your Taylor Halls, your Charlie Coyles, your Jake DeBrusks, your Craig Smiths, your Nick Fellinos, but uh, they're high-end guys, still very, very good. And David Pasternak, not to mention him. Thank you so much for sending in those questions, my friends. I really do appreciate it. I uh, hope you're all doing well, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. If you are on the fence about checking out Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, on Amazon, I can't recommend it enough. We only watched the first episode last night, but I was blown away by how amazing it looked. First of all, the production value, as it should be, as the most expensive show on television, but just absolutely stunning to watch. And uh, some of the storylines I'm really into as well. Um... And I'm excited to watch the second episode tonight. Still watching some House of the Dragon, of course. Also reading David Edding's series, The Malorian, for the first time since high school. So I'm really uh, deep into fantasy world here as well as get ready for a new hockey season. What else can I recommend for you? I don't know, that's pretty much it. Enjoy your long weekend. Probably won't be back with an episode on Monday, seeing as it's a holiday, and then maybe a bit later on Tuesday with the first day of school. But, uh, yeah, we're getting into it. Hopefully there's some Bruins news trickling in here over the next couple days, maybe some PTOs, maybe a cap-clearing trade, um, Postrac extension, hopefully, and you can get it all here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel to get breaking bonus news clips there as well. Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. Enjoy it, and we'll talk to you again here next week on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.